0: Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode 90, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 90. Before we jump into today's episode, I have a question for you. Have you ever done one of those BuzzFeed quizzes to figure out which Hogwarts house you should be sorted into? Yes? Well, I made a quiz to help you figure out which info product you should create. It's quick, easy, and you'll get a list of my favorite product creation resources. If you're curious about which info product you'll be paired up with, you can take the quiz over at pimpyourbrilliance.com. Backslash quiz. Hey, Brilliant Boss. We are going to be continuing our conversation about email marketing. So, on last week's episode, episode 89, I talked about the four elements of an effective lead magnet. And today, I'm going to be sharing different types of emails to send to your email subscribers. As I stated last week, email marketing is very, very important, it's a crucial part of your creative business. And I'm hoping that this series of email marketing podcast episodes will help you feel more confident about sending email, asking for the sale, because this is what you need to be doing if you really want to grow a thriving, creative business. So the primary goal of your email marketing strategy is to do three things. Attract, nurture, and convert subscribers to buyers. And that sounds really simple, right? Well, it is if you have a strategy in place that's focused on nurturing the relationship with you and your subscribers. And you can do this very simply. It's by sending value, value in every email message that you send to them. And a valuable email doesn't necessarily need to include a free download, but it should inspire, connect, educate, or entertain your subscribers. That is the key to creating value in email. Those four things, inspiring, connecting, educating, and entertaining the people who have signed up to be on your list, the people who are opening your emails. You want to make sure you're doing that with everything that you send to them. Your emails are an opportunity for your creative business to build trust and for you to showcase your expertise. And this is what allows subscribers to get to know you. This is what makes them like you. This is what makes them trust you more. And people buy from people they like. This is one of like the most basic things that I have learned about having a creative business. If people like you, they want to support your business, they're more likely to subscribe and purchase the things that you're creating, especially if it solves a problem for them. Great. So I have convinced you once again that, yay, you should be sending emails. Email marketing is your friend. Wonderful. The problem that I find is that most creative entrepreneurs aren't sending enough emails. They spend so much energy creating lead magnets, content upgrades, and trying to grow a massive email list, but then they drop the ball when it's time to actually hit send on those messages. And I think a really common reason why this happens is because they're really unsure about what they should be sending. I hear a lot of conversation online about what you should send to your email list, email ideas, but rarely do I see people explain the different types of emails that you can send. And my theory is that if you actually knew what types of emails you can send to your email list and the purpose of those emails, maybe you would feel more comfortable sending more email because you would realize you don't only have to send sales emails. And as a matter of fact, I don't think you should only send sales emails. You should send under other things. So in this episode, I'm going to actually share five types of emails that you can send to your subscribers in hopes that this gives you some inspiration to write these emails and send some messages to people and start really building these relationships and nurturing your email list. Because I promise you it will pay dividends if you do the work up front to build these good relationships with your subscribers, your launches, your sales will go so much better and be so much smoother. So let's talk about the five different emails that you can send. I believe a well-rounded email strategy involves at least two or more of these emails. So here's a breakdown of the different email approaches. The first one is sending RSS to email. So in case you didn't know, RSS stands for really simple syndication. This is like some fancy internet stuff. But to simplify its explanation, an RSS feed is an XLM file that automatically updates when you publish new content. So your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, those all have RSS feeds, which your audience can subscribe to in their preferred feed reader. So an example of that is what you're doing right now. You're listening to a podcast and maybe you're listening in a podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio. There's so many, but an RSS feed, allows people to subscribe directly to your feed so it's a podcast or it's a blog whatever you have now rss to email allows you to generate and send an email directly to your subscribers every time your feed is updated with new content this is great because it's an easy way for you to make sure your audience is being made aware of new content that you're releasing simple as that in most email marketing software you can add your RSS feed to your account to automatically create these emails. And then you can determine whether you want the emails to get sent out automatically or if you want them to be generated and held for you to review and send them at another time. So using your RSS feed to create emails can be completely hands-off, but there are some limitations. For example, in ConvertKit, which is the email provider that I use, my RSS feed does not pull in images from blog posts. So that's a small price to pay for automation. I can still set it up to go automatically, but there's some trade-off. It's not going to be exactly the way that I have it set up on the blog. But using RSS to email is one of the easiest ways to send email messages to your list, especially if you publish content consistently. So that's our first approach. Our second approach is a newsletter slash digest. A newsletter or digest is a roundup of share worthy items or articles presented as a summary. It's usually sent out on a weekly basis, but some businesses send them monthly. Sending a newsletter can help you if you don't have a ton of content yet or you're not a strong writer. It can drive traffic to different parts of your website, and this is great for resharing evergreen content or for sharing offers that you want to get more eyes on. You can also use it to earn money through affiliate offers. So you can include links to products that you suggest or services that you use. And if you're an affiliate partner, if somebody were to click and make a purchase, boom, you made some affiliate money. You do have to disclose those links, by the way. But that's a whole nother conversation. Just thought I would mention that. You can also use it to become a trusted resource for your audience by sharing content that is a closely aligned with your brand. So many creative businesses have built huge email lists by curating Weekly emails. Some examples for you to check out, in case you don't believe me. One, one of my favorite newsletters, Girls Night In. They send a weekly email on Fridays with a list of things that you can do, book recommendations, lounge clothing. It's it's a whole thing. It's really really well curated. And then the author Austin Kleon, he has a weekly email newsletter where he sends ten finds every single week. So. If your email strategy relies heavily on sending out regular digest, your article creation has to be strong, like it has to be on point because you have to think your audience is trusting you as a resource. So the articles that you share, they need to one, make sense for your brand, for your niche. They need to be high quality. And then you need to keep in mind that whatever you share in your email may seem like an endorsement to your audience. So you want to make sure you're only sending really good stuff from brands and businesses, resources that you trust because your audience trusts you to give them good information. So you have to do your due diligence and make sure the people that you are sharing are trustworthy. The third type of email that you can send is a relationship building message. Relationship building messages are where the magic of email marketing happens. As I mentioned earlier, you don't always need to send a sales email to sell. Relationship building emails do a really great job of this. Relationship building emails help you nurture the relationship between you and your subscribers, and they are perfect for storytelling. Sending relationship building messages offers you the greatest flexibility and creativity amongst the different email types, and they're really good if you have a knack for writing. So if you're a strong writer, you feel really confident in your written words, relationship messages are the way for you to go. Now, there's no shortage of what you can send in your relationship-building messages. As I said, this is where the magic happens. So a few ideas of things that you can send as a relationship-building message. You can do a glimpse behind the scene of your business or even your life. You can share short lessons you've learned, words to inspire, relatable stories, actionable tips and strategies for your subscribers to try out for themselves. You could even just give people a insight into the journey that you're on. So you're building this business and you let people in and let them see you as you build it. These emails are where you pack in the value. And these are going to be the emails that people look most forward to from you if you're, if you're doing it right. Some of the best relationship building emails that I have received have come from Alexandra Franson, who I've had on the podcast as a guest. She writes emails that are helpful. They're thought provoking. They share life lessons. Sometimes it's just a fun invite into a class that she's offering. It's like getting an email from a friend, and I look forward to reading each one of them. And that's really what I aspire to do when I send emails to my own list. I want them to feel like they know me. I want them to feel like I'm just like them, that we have things in common. And I just want to share things that I have found helpful. So relationship building messages are really great for telling your story. Telling the story of your creative business, telling the story of your brand, and it helps subscribers, one, get to really know the, the ideas behind your business, but I think even more so, it helps them feel like they're a part of the story. And don't we all want to feel connected to other people, connected to communities, feel like we help do something? And I think that's what relationship building messages are really, really good for. The fourth type of email that you can send are sales and promotional emails. Of course, I was going to be mentioning sales email because they are the most common type of email. They're sent by almost every business. And when I think about sales emails, immediately I think of Bath and Body Works and Old Navy because they are in my inbox literally every single day. Sales emails are great because they force subscribers to make a quick buying decision that drives sales. That's what their purpose is. A sales email they're telling us about, the latest product, new releases, a coupon code, a limited time offer. These are all sales emails. Sales emails definitely have an important role in your email strategy, but they should be used sporadically. Your subscribers do not want to be sold too constantly. It's one of the quickest ways to make people unsubscribe. There are a lot more subtle ways to sell than just screaming, I have something for sale all the time. And also, you don't want to train your subscribers to only buy from you when there is a sale. So when it comes to sales emails, I think you should try for 80% value-packed emails and only 20% sales or promotional messages. This is one of those times where less, maybe more. I don't want that to scare you off from selling. You should definitely be selling. Never feel ashamed to sell. That's the point of having a business. You're selling things. But all of your messages don't have to be sales messages. You don't have to rely on these to get sales. Finally, we have transactional emails. And transactional emails are messages that you send after someone has made a purchase or paid for a service. Now, these emails are really easy to overlook, but they are a crucial part of your marketing strategy. They help you provide better customer service. Transactional emails are important because they put buyers at ease confirming receipt of their information or letting them know they were where they are in the process. Just imagine how unsettling it would feel if you made a purchase and then you received no acknowledgement that your order went through. Of course, you're going to be paranoid. Did it go through? Maybe you're going to be trying to send customer service emails to see if your order was received. It just brings all these headaches. Whereas if you have great transactional emails, people aren't at ease. They don't feel like they need to hound you down to figure out what's happening with their order or if you're going to deliver the service that they purchased transactional emails aren't just limited to order confirmations either they can be appointment reminders shipping and tracking information onboarding emails and even feedback requests now most shopping carts and schedulers offer some type of transactional emails you will usually find that they have shipping confirmations or order confirmations some type of appointment confirmations, I want to encourage you to go into those emails and personalize them. Make it so that when someone opens it, it says their name. You can add your branded colors. I know in certain shopping carts, for example, Shopify, it'll let you add in suggestions for related products. I really think that you should take some time to make these transactional emails feel more personalized Make sure that you're giving people enough information so that you're setting proper expectations. So linking to FAQ pages or shipping pages, sizing charts, let people know their next steps. Again, transactional emails are great at reducing customer service issues, which is why I'm, setting, I'm adding them to this list of types of emails that you can send because these are important. It's another really good part of your marketing strategy. Just making sure that you're setting yourself up for success by helping customers know what their next steps are or where they are in their order status. That's a really good best practice. So there you have it. Those are five different types of emails that you can send to your subscribers. To quickly recap, you have RSS to email, newsletter slash digest, relationship building, sales slash promotional, and then we have transactional emails. And each email has its own part, its own role in your overall strategy. If you truly want to get better at email marketing, you really need to start thinking about how can I fit some of these emails into my overall strategy? Some of these can be a part of your welcome series. Your transactional emails are automatically going to be a part of the purchases that people make from you or the services that they book with you. Relationship building messages, as I said, are great for storytelling So these are going to be good for getting people on board with new products that you're creating. If you want to show them behind the scenes or teach them things, they're really great for that. All of these emails are just another way for you to nurture the relationship that you are building with your subscribers in their inbox. So I really encourage you to sit down, brainstorm some ideas for email content, and then figure out which type of email it falls into. Maybe you can challenge yourself to add another type of these emails to your current strategy and up your email marketing game. So that's this episode. I hope it was helpful. If you haven't already checked out episode number 89, where I talk about the four elements of an effective lead magnet, definitely go back and give that show a listen. And then I can't wait for next week, episode 91, where I'm going to be sharing some email automations that you can set up to help your creative business. Email automations are game changers and they are time savers. And I can't wait to share that episode with you. But for now, I would love for you to check out the info product quiz. You can find that over at PimpYourBrilliance.com backslash quiz. And if you haven't already, please review the show in your favorite podcast app. If you are listening on Apple podcast, you can open up the app, scroll all the way down to the bottom and leave a review. And that is it for this week's episode. Until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.